0: If you will find the scripture, John 15, five, if you will. Let me read it to you. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches, and the one who remains in me, and I in him produces much fruit, because you can do nothing without me. Let's pray together. Father, help me to be a plain preacher today, so plain that a child would understand me. Help me to be in tune to your Holy Spirit. Any word of knowledge you give to me to speak to a person or their situation, if you prompt me with it, Lord, I want to be obedient to speak to it. And then, Lord, you uh, see all of us today, but you see me differently. Uh, I'm your teacher. I'm your preacher. On me, on me is a great judgment, a strict judgment. And I accept my place in rightly dividing your word. It's in the name of Jesus I pray his name that I preach. Amen. You be see, it's good to see you guys. Thank you for being here today. We're gonna be in John 15 today mostly, uh, verses one through eight. We're gonna be learning about an illustration that he uses about a vine and a branch and in his day and time, Uh, vineyards were plentiful and I know we have some vineyards around us but nothing like what they had uh, in the context of his teaching here today. But I also wanna tell you that what we're gonna learn today is a strategy for our church. It's uh, wrapped up into my leadership, it's the way that I pastor, uh, it's the way that I disciple people along the way, it's uh, heavily ingrained into who we are at Hope Community Church. So I want us to begin with John 15, one. We're gonna be handling a lot of scripture today, so if you're taking anything down, be prepared. Uh, we're gonna be going lots of different places. John 15, 1. Jesus says, I am the true vine and my Father is the vineyard keeper. Um, it's the I am statements of Jesus. He says, I am, I am the bread of life. I, I am the light of the world. This becomes the seventh statement of I am the true vine. The word true here is a picture of being authentic, original, uh, only. And It matches John 8 where he says in the truth you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free It matches John 14 where Jesus says I am the way the truth and the life it all means That only one truth uh, Authentic truth the original truth and that comes through Christ. So let's get it established He is the vine he said, "He is the vine." I didn't grow up around vineyards. I have friends that have vineyards, so uh, I, it's easier for me to think of a tree and a limb. Okay, so if that's easier for you, then then you join me in that simplicity. But I think of a tree and then a limb coming off that tree. He is the tree. He is the vine. It it's, it says that uh, the Father is the vineyard keeper. If you don't understand that? Just think gardener, okay, or the farmer. He is the one who takes care of the vineyard. And we, we, you're gonna see this in a moment, we are the branches. You and I are the branches. He's the vine, he's the tree, we're the limb, and the Father is the one who does the gardening. Look in John 15:2 for just a second. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit he removes and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. Branches either produce fruit or they're dead. They have two they have two pictures in this teaching. You're either a producing branch or you're a dead branch. That's all you are. It's amazing to me how, if you pay attention to reading the Gospels, that things are in twos, like you're either for me or you're against me. You drink from the cup of the Lord or you drink from the cup of demons. It just goes on like that. And here, it continues that picture. Branches are either producing fruit or they're just dead limbs. Uh, So the father, he removes dead limbs from the branch. Um... I know we may pick them up in our yard. I'm an avid outdoorsman, I love the turkey hunt. I can remember times when we've had some ice storms in January, February, and March. And uh, turkey season usually starts about the middle of April. And the ice storms were breaking limbs off uh, yet they had not fallen. They were just broken off, hanging up in the trees. In a good windy day, turkey hunting can be a dangerous day, turkey hunting, because the, 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 the limbs, the dead limbs come crashing out because of the wind. And so, so being in the woods is not really a safe place on a, on a heavy, windy day uh, if, if you're an outdoorsman. Um, the, the, the father removes the dead limbs. You've got to know this he removes them uh, but what does he do with the healthy limbs it says he prunes them uh, he, he prunes the fruitful branch or limb so that it will produce more fruit uh, pruning can be a time it can be a painful time this is why james and we're going to use james a couple three times in this in this sermon today That's why James says, count it all joy when you're going through difficulties, trials and tribulations. Because the Lord is producing your character. He's strengthening your faith. And he's gonna lead you through. James would see that uh, a difficult time could be a time of pruning for you. And pruning can be painful, but it's very productive incredibly productive. To trim back the vineyard, uh, the limbs there is, it it looks painful, but it is actually producing more fruit. Uh, So know this, you've got to rest with this. The father is the gardener, right? He's the vineyard keeper. He, he He knows how to prune, he knows where to prune, and he knows when to prune. And you've gotta leave that with him. I, I can go through difficulties in our life, with Julie and me, only to know that the Lord produced more out of it. And we'll get more into knowing the will of God in a moment, but it takes knowing the will of God to be able to see how a difficult time can actually be a pruning time. It's not, a, it's not just a discipline time, and it can be, but it is a time to prepare you so that you not only produce fruit, you produce more fruit. So the father is the gardener. He's either remo- he, he's, he's either removing the dead limbs or he is pruning back the healthy limbs so that they produce more fruit. Let's talk about removing the dead limbs for a moment, and I'm gonna jump ahead to verse six, John 15:6. If anyone does not remain in me, see that? If you don't remain, you're drifting. You hear me? You're gonna hear the word drifting a lot today. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, throw them in the fire, and they are burned. and, And a lot of debate here. People have asked me this through the years. Is this verse a verse about judgment? I'll let you answer that. It doesn't sound like that you want to have a life of a dead branch, right? Like, what do you want to be in life? I just want to be a dead branch, you know? going to be going to be picked up by the father and going to gather and throw them in the fire and they'll burn uh it, it it really is a signal to us of how we need to remain in him but the picture is the father the gardener is either pruning the healthy branch to produce more fruit or he's just getting rid of the dead branches Uh, I just don't want to be in the dead branch category do you I would assume you don't Uh, it's not a good category to be in so uh, the believers life is intended to be fruitful in faithfulness staying connected the limb to the tree the branch to the vine faithfulness is fruitfulness you're going to produce fruit unfaithful living is fruitless it's fruitless it does not produce fruit. So, so don't, don't drift. The, the key is to remain, and we'll, we'll be there in a moment. I want to give you a kingdom principle. I, uh, uh, you're going to hear this a lot through 2024. And it's Matthew 25, 21. It's a parable. I'm not going to read you the whole parable. But it's, it, it, the, the master is leaving money with these, with these guys. And they are to invest it do something with it and uh, most of them do they they multiply it and so i just took it from the first one even though in the parable he says this twice he said, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant or slave. You, you were faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Share in your master's joy. So here's a kingdom principle in here. And, and I, I, I want, you know, God has given us much. He is in, he's invested in us. And how we use that is important. How we use that for him is important. And if you use it for him, there'll be multiplication not just addition there'll be multiplication and the key here of the kingdom principle is be faithful in small things just be faithful in small things our culture and our nature is to is to take the shortcut that's that's our culture that's our nature it's it's like okay I go from here to here, but how how can I do that in a shorter amount of time and in a shorter span of distance? How can I do that? And this this even though it's 2024 and the Lord taught this a long time ago, this principle will never leave. It's up to date. It's you've got to be faithful in small things, and that's where I, you're going to hear a lot of me this year. I'm. I'm Uh, Hopefully, it's the word leading, but to you, it may seem like I'm nagging, (laughs) all right? Uh, But uh, I'm going to be on you like a beagle hound on a rabbit. You all understand that? Uh, Of be faithful in small things, small things. How how am I going to get to bigger things? Through small things. And a lot of us want to jump over the small things. God, give me some bigger stuff. And we want bigger stuff because our world, our culture in America, we measure things by how big is your platform, how many followers do you have. I'm talking about even in Christian communities. You're not anybody until you get this measurement uh, you know, of what it is. It, guys, it's just be faithful in small things. If you'll be faithful in small things, everything will come around. Amen. It'll happen. Amen. But be faithful in the small things. That's how you live a life of being, having a fruitful life. I, I've gotta work at, being, at remaining, which we'll get to in a moment. But being faithful in small things, well then where do I start? You're going, hey preachers, the new year, we got resolutions, you know, all that stuff going on. And, and where do I start? Where you live, work, and play, that's where you start. Remember, I said it last Sunday, I'll say it again this Sunday, a lot of people are like, well how do I plug into the church? Well, your pastor has a reverse question. How does the church plug into the world? And you do it by living a faithful life where you live, work, and play. Start there. Don't be worried about where you plug in here. That'll happen organically or naturally. That'll just happen over a period of time. It's how how do I take you, just our local church here, and plug you in to the areas around us? Well, it's being faithful in small things where you live, work and play. Listen, don't come in here and act like you're righteous and go out there and live like a cheat. You know what I'm saying? Be faithful. Be faithful in the smallest things of your life. And then there'll be more responsibility to much who is given, much is required. So where do I start? I start being faithful in small things, and I take being faithful in small things where I live, work, and play. Put all that together, and you're going to have a life that is faithful and a life that is fruitful you will be a branch connected to a tree or a branch connected to the vine look at john 15:3. seems a little bit obscure this verse is in the context of the story because it doesn't seem to match but he says you are already clean because of the word that i have spoken to you i think it fits once you get into the study casual reading you're going why is that even in there but when you get into the study of it you'll figure out why it's there truth and he's a true vine right let's go back to the very first verse he's a true vine truth is cleansing living a life of truth is cleansing Uh, I I go back to Ernest T. Bass on Andy Griffith, and it doesn't matter if you're a fan or not, I am, so I'm gonna go there. Uh, And he says, ask me no questions, I tell you no lies, right? Uh, it, living a life of truth is cleansing. I know, I know uh, Logan caught me with my microphone on back there and that's always a fear of mine, actually. So I was talking to Tim over here. I came to Tim and I said, uh, man, I hope I didn't say anything bad. He goes, well, if you just say the right things, it doesn't matter if your microphone's on or not. I went, well, duh, I could have had a VH. You know, I'm going, this is, uh, this is uh, it, it's so true. Uh, truth is cleansing. Jesus is cleansing. Conviction and, and, and confession are cleansing processes of remaining in him, it's, it's cleansing. And, and he says, because of the word that I have spoken to you, the word that he has also given us is cleansing. Let me show you a picture of that that has to do with fruit for just a moment, since we're talking about producing fruit. It's Galatians 5, and 23. I go to this verse a lot as a pastor, for other people, also myself. I want you to notice the word fruit is singular. It's not plural. Even though there's all this addition there, even though there's all this listing there, the, f- the word fruit is singular, not plural. So you don't say, but the fruits of the Spirit, just because there's a listing there. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Guys, if we live faithful lives, in the, even in small things, this is what our day looks like. And I was in a conversation with a guy and we were talking about these two verses. And in talking about them, I said, do you see this in the world today? And he's like, a little bit. And I go, I, I, I agree, I see it a little bit too. But guys, the world's not gonna go here on its own. Do you understand that? The, the world is gonna go to the opposite of this because we know who is, who's, who is ruling the world. It's, the evil one—he—he he sways the whole world. So you gotta—you gotta learn the opposite of this. Uh, the Lord, the fruit He wants you to bear is love, and the enemy wants you to bear hate. Gosh, it's just hateful. You—you—you you, you can't hardly mention anything, and somebody's just like Sergeant Carter on Gomer pile I—I know I'm going old school stuff. I have to. I can't. You know. I have to because it's in my upbringing. But I mean like a drill sergeant on a private. You know, they're they're just hate. The opposite of joy is sadness. The opposite of peace is turmoil and strife. The opposite of patience is impatience. The opposite of kindness is being rude. The opposite of goodness is just being ornery. Uh, The opposite of faith is living unfaithfully. The opposite of being gentle is being rough with people. The opposite of self-control is out of control. And uh, when I I see people living the opposites, it can be a picture of a life like a dead branch. There's nothing fruitful in those, very divisive. But the fruit that we are to have as Christians, living faithfully, doing the small things, remaining in the Lord looks like this. And so in my conversation, I'm going, yeah, we only see this a little bit. That's all the more reason you and I have to live this. I I want the world, people who know me and people who don't know me, to see this in my life. Because it is a picture of a branch that is connected to the tree. And it produces this kind of fruit. And this is cleansing. I'll go back to that verse in in John 15. The truth of God, his word is cleansing to us. This is not a pretend life. This is authentic life. And guys, we strive at this. Live faithfully, even in the small things. Let this be your life, your day, your response all that's involved. The world needs to see this, that this is a kingdom life. John 15, four through five. He says, remain in me and I in you. Just as the branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches, and the one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing, you can do nothing without me remain in me is a key out of the eight verses nine verses if you want to include the ninth verse you're going to hear the word remain nine or ten times in those verses it is key Uh, It's also key to the strategy of our church that we remain, which means we stay attached. We're the branch that stays attached to the tree. And I wanna remind you, we are branches and we will always be branches, but we're one of two branches. You're either a dead branch or you're a healthy branch that's producing fruit. Here's our problem. Some of us don't like being branches and we wanna be the vine. That's the problem. That's that's an ancient problem. Our ancient foe, our enemy, uh, did not just want to be a messenger of God and an angel of the Lord. He wanted to become God. And part of our problem is you and I aren't settled with being branches. And that's all you're ever gonna be is a branch. But it's what kind of branch am I? Am I a dead branch or am I a branch that is producing Fruit that is connected to the tree and we want to be the vine. We want to be in control We don't want anybody to tell our lives Branches are supposed to be dependent The branch in its livelihood is dependent on the tree on the tree and If you are not on the tree and you're on your own you're a dead branch That's all you are So, we have to live a life of dependency. That's why I said to you last Sunday a key word for our year is going to be the word trust. I've got to realize the life that I have as a branch comes from the tree. I'm never going to be the vine, I'm never going to be the tree. That's the place for Jesus. That's not my spot. My spot is to be a healthy branch that produces really good fruit in my life. So the, the, the word remain here that's used several times as a church, as a leader and a pastor, I'm going to give you strategies throughout the year on how you have a living healthy relationship with the Lord and be a branch that remains connected to the tree. <clears throat> Listen, it's it's all meant the world is meant for you to drift. And guys, I can call names. I mean, I've been a pastor for a long time and I've seen people I've seen people begin to detach. I've seen them begin to drift away from a focus on the Lord. When we deal with remain, we're talking about the rest of this afternoon and tomorrow. I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna have a focused life on how I am going to remain faithful to the Lord today. Because the enemy, the world is going to trick and trap you and set you up to wreck your your faithful life. So whether you live, work, or play, it's about being fixed on him and focused on him and living a faithful life. Because you and I are going to have encounters this week that are going to work on us to try to step away from a faithful life. It's intentional, guys. I, don't, I want you to understand me. It is intentional. Intentional. And you have got to work and stay focused on remaining as a branch, remaining attached to the, to the tree. So uh, it, it's just gonna be, I'm really gonna lead you to always understand that, to be in his presence and to be in his word. So it, 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 it really handles an incredible life that you can have a fruitful life. John, John 15, seven, we've already handled six. He says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. Uh, got your attention on this verse, right? <coughs> remain is still the key. It's a continual tension in this whole context, these verses. Remain is still the key, even in prayer. Listen, sometimes we just throw prayers around. We just throw them around. I want you to know, that remaining is important to knowing and doing the will of God. Uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's being able to sense. One of, my, one of my personal private prayers is that my heart would be in rhythm with, with the heart of the Father. That my heart, when he sees my heart, 2 Chronicles sixteen nine, he sees a loyal heart. He sees that, and I want to remind you that the Lord doesn't look on the outward appearance because probably most of your resolutions this year have to do with the outward appearance. Uh, he doesn't look at the outward appearance. I'm gonna go back to your Sunday school. Church, where does He look? He looks at your heart. And I, when He sees our hearts, I want Him to find them loyal, not occasionally loyal, loyal when it hurts loyal so my private prayer is that my heart would be in rhythm with the heart of the father and we're talking about remaining it is still important because when when the branch is connected to the tree the tree and the branch have a living relationship life is given there's a flow that happens there, there is a rhythm that happens there. And when you are when you are remaining in the Lord like you need to be, you have a sense, a deeper sense of knowing and doing the will of God. You have a, you have a, and it, and it says that. Romans 12:2 says so that you may know that pleasing acceptable will of God. It's it's out of that rhythm that we have in Uh, that rhythm will will give us a sense on what to pray, when to pray, and how to pray. It just won't be just throwing something up in the air. It It won't be throwing the spaghetti against the wall to see what sticks. It'll it'll have a flow to it, it'll have a sensing to it. And I want you to know it's not wrong for you to mention yourself in prayer. That's not what I'm talking about here. We are told to ask, we're told that. We're told to go boldly to the throne room of God. But it is a picture of you and I remaining in Him. We have a deeper sense on how, when, and, uh, and, and why we even need to do that. I do know scripture says that when we don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit prays for us. That even Jesus Himself intercedes for us. And that's beautiful. I think that's a beautiful relationship. But it doesn't mean that I don't need to. It means you have a deeper sense. But here's a warning, James 4 3. And it has to do it has to do with people being detached are not remaining where they need to be. James said this, you ask and you don't receive because you ask with wrong motives. James says we can pray wrongly. I grew up with the King James that said you ask amiss, you know, uh, so that you may spend it on your own desires or your pleasures. So how, how do you pray wrongly? You pray wrongly because you are in tune with you and you're not in tune with him. You're in rhythm with you, you're not in rhythm with him. When you're in rhythm with him, you'll know how, when, where, why you need to pray you will figure that out when you're in rhythm with him you have a better sense of knowing and doing the will of god than when you don't i've been a pastor a long time i've had people that are that are so disconnected from the lord yet they were still leaders in the church directing the church on how to go you know what i'm saying and they're dead branches so when you're in rhythm with him and you remain in him you've got a deeper sense of knowing and doing the will of God. So l- let's, l- let's look at this for just a moment. This has a picture of selfishness to it. I'm not talking about mentioning you in the prayer because John 17, the, chap- the book we're in right now that I'm preaching out of, just two chapters over, Jesus prays a whole prayer and the first part of it is about him praying about himself. Selfish prayer is not that you mention your name. Selfish prayer is when you want God to answer on behalf of you. And I want you to know I don't expect him to answer these prayers, because selfishness is one thing he wants to kick out of our life. Why would he answer a prayer of selfishness when that's one thing he doesn't want us to have? And the the picture of fruit becomes even greater. It's not for you. You are a branch that is producing fruit so that other people can benefit and so God can be glorified. So he uses you in such a way. Uh, 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 Remaining is the key. Even in praying, remaining in a rhythm with him is a key. You, you will know, you will know uh, and sense deeper his will. Listen, it's tough to pray God's will. I know people can act like it's easy, but it's tough. God, God's will can have pruning involved in it, uh, where it is pruning you, and pruning's painful. I mean, Cutting something and grafting it and and cutting it off so it produces more fruit doesn't seem like we want to get in line for that. You know, it can be it can be it can be painful, but listen, when you are remaining in him, you've got a deeper sense of his will and you're gonna know, you're gonna know that his will is best. It's not just let's roll the dice it's you're going to know that his will is best for you look at james 4 4 another warning adulteresses don't you know that friendship with the world is hostility toward god because they don't match so whoever wants to be the world's friend becomes god's enemy it's just another warning to don't drift don't drift you've got to work listen faithfulness doesn't just happen. You've gotta work at it. You've gotta work at it. You've gotta stay focused on it. It becomes difficult because the world, our schedules will demand our time. So many people wanna be a little more busy and, and you, you don't even have time to work in a devotion sometimes. To just sit and be alone in his presence for 15 minutes. I mean, it it takes work to even carve that out of your day. And we've gotta do that to remain faithful. John 15, eight, we're gonna look at it quickly. Um, My Father is glorified by this, that's our goal, that you produce much fruit and you prove to be my disciples. Uh, Earlier on, the Lord says, how are you gonna know they're my disciples? Well, they love each other. That's one way. And I've pastored churches that didn't, the left side of the church hated the right side of the church, you know? They didn't like each other. They even sit, you've been in churches like that where people don't like each other, make sure they sit on opposite sides? Come on, tell me you've been in churches like that. And how do you know that you're my disciples? You love one another. Well, how do you know you're disciples? Is you produce fruit. You're, you're fruitful, you're a healthy, healthy branch. I, I wanna, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna break down uh, John fifteen i I'm just gonna use Warren Weir'sby to do this. Uh, it's a quote, I'll read it to you. It says, to, a, to abide or remain in Christ means to be in communion with him so that our lives please him. We know that we are abiding when the Father prunes us, cutting away the good, and he does cut away the good so that we can produce the best. We glorify God with fruit, more fruit, and much fruit. And I want to tag those last three things that he said. Look at John 15:2. Two. There's two places in here. Do you see the third line there where it says produce fruit? Uh, well, this line, that line is not the same. That where the, it says uh, produce fruit. And, and, then, and then do you see at the very bottom, it's, it goes from produce fruit to more, produce more fruit. Do you see that? I just want you to see the sequence. Here's what happens in our life as a branch connected to the tree, a believer connected to Christ. We, we, we produce fruit, but then later on, we produce more fruit. And then look at uh, John fifteen five, And then it, it goes, I love this. It goes to producing much fruit. Do you see that? You see the life of a believer that's connected to Jesus? You you see the limb connected to the tree? We go from producing fruit, which would be faithful in small things. And then you go to producing more fruit, which is another step up. And then you go to producing much fruit, which would be the Lord is using you in larger things. You see that progression? Produce fruit to more fruit to much fruit. We do that. Guys, it takes discipline to remain. Again, it doesn't just happen. Uh, so I want you to get out there, okay? I'm gonna give you a charge like a coach right here. Uh, and I, I want the drums in the band to be beaten till they break the drum skin, you know? Uh, and I want us fired up. Do I wanna light a fire under you today? You better bet you went one for the Gipper, even though some of you have no idea where that line came from. <laughs> And, and uh, I, I want the drums playing. I want you suited up, and I want you running on that football field through those goalposts, ready on to take on the Ravens, okay? All right, or whomever. I'm just thinking about it because of yesterday. My wife is the football fan in our house. Man, I, I want you on that basket coming out of that locker room and basketball busting through the paper sign and the hoop. You know, get out there. Get out there. I'm not so big on holy huddles. We've huddled, I think, too long. And our numbers are crashing. You gotta get out there. And you gotta live faithfully. And you've gotta live intentional faithfulness. In small things. Where do I start, preacher? Surely you can answer that by now. Where you live, work, and play. Start there. Live faithful lives before all those groups of people that you engage with. And you get out there and you remain faithful. You do discipline yourself to be faithful. And watch as long as the branch is connected to the tree, you're going to produce fruit. Then he's going to prune you. And then you're going to produce more fruit. And then he's going to prune you. And then you're going to produce much fruit out there don't just go out tomorrow making a living go out tomorrow and make a life make a life I believe in hard work capitalism go get it you know but the point is live it faithfully small things fruit of the Spirit live be that shining light and watch how God uses you in that place you ready are you ready to suit up helmet on chin strap buckled Man, you know what I'm saying? I just want to break down like a linebacker now. You know, uh, get out there. He he uses you to produce fruit for them, and he gets the glory. Hallelujah! All right, Hallelujah. I feel like I want to line you up and just make you run sprints in the parking lot or something. You know? So uh, let's go. Let's even make that commitment, not a resolution. Let's make that commitment. All you gotta do is keep the branch to the tree. That's it. You're going, that's it, that's it. Keep the branch to the tree, and he'll produce fruit. He'll produce more fruit. He will produce much fruit. Lives will be changed. The gospel story will be told. Lives will be rescued, and the God, our God, he will be glorified, amen? amen. So you're gonna hear that a lot. I'm gonna bug you, you hear me? I'm gonna be all over you. We gotta remain. We gotta work at remaining. I'm gonna work hard to teach you how to be in his presence and to be his word. And God use your life, okay? He'll use you to help change the world. Let's pray together. Father, I pray over our people today. Go, oh Lord, may we receive your word today. And for those of us who remain in you, Lord, you use to bring honor and glory to you, to further your kingdom, to rescue lives. And I pray that we sense that in our spirit today with our hearts beating in rhythm with you. Father, bless our people. Show them, search us, the deep things of you in us. Search us, Lord, finding anything in us that is not appealing to you, pleasing to you. We ask, Lord, that you remove that from our lives knowing that you have commissioned them to go to be sent into this world where they live, work, and play to declare who you are. I pray for those commitments to be made today. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray. We pray together. Amen. Church, would you stand with me? Counselors, find your spot. Maybe a day of surrender to you, you come. The invitation is, whosoever will, for whatever reason, today, you come. Counselors will be here. The team is going to lead us. You respond.